1: Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only color fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.
2: Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 5th of October. A great wee Tuesday here at Baz and Izzy for breakfast because, well, we've got plenty of sport to dissect, including the NFL and uh, Brady's return to Foxborough. That had us all compelled yesterday. Izzy, we loved it.
3: It was a fantastic Tuesday. Fantastic (laughs) Tuesday, Louie. We had Ben Volan on. Ben Volan out of the Boston Globe talking all things NFL. Tom Brady's return to Gillette Stadium to take on Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. That was a great conversation with Ben Bolin. Uh The Steelers, well, they are cooked, as he would say. They are cooked with Ross at uh, quarterback. Uh, we also had my take on Geordie Barrett, and we had some great text messages coming through about Geordie Barrett. He is the cog in the, at number 15. He is our lock-in, our shoe-in at the 15 jersey. Who do they have around him? Well, wingers. Who needs to be there going forward so we can build a, a bomb squad? Heading into France and Paris 2023. So that has been a great conversation. We also had Devin Conway out of the black caps. are uh, heading off to the UAE to prepare to take on Pakistan in the T20 World Cup opening on October the 26th. Great to chat to Devon Conway. And then, well, we had Jordan Nelson talking all things Rennie Ranger and the Tanifas up there in Whangarei. The Mighty North, he is on 92.4 FM up there in Whangarei, and he was a great chat. Uh, a lot of uncertainty with the Bunnings NPC at the moment, but they tipped up Waikato. Great to chat to him. And then, well, Mark Gifkins, he is my old school teacher. Here's all things Ross Shield. Ross Shield is a huge part of Hawks Bay Junior Rugby, and I can't wait to share that with you. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We spoke about a bit of NFL at the start of the show actually, my Carolina Panthers, Sam Darnold, uh, going well, they're 3-1, and one. they lost to America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, yesterday, in Dallas to as well, but put on a hell of a valiant effort, Arizona Cardinals are 4-0, and o. Raiders are 3-0, and o. they've had a bye, um, so there's a few teams, so we thought we'd get someone in that exactly knows what he's talking about, it is. NFL Tuesday, we had a big Monday yesterday, Tom Brady went back to his own old uh, Gillette Stadium, New England Patriots, so here we go, he might be the biggest ticket in sport and the Foxborough faithful who cheered and supported Tom Brady in two decades got a taste of what the rest of the league has had yesterday when the he marched into his town with his new gang and the Tampa Bay Park Bucks, outlasted the Patriots in a wet and wonderful thriller in the National Football League. Ben Volan is a senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe, and a top NFL voice in the states. He joins us now. Good morning, Ben. What's well, morning here? How are you, Ben?
1: Uh, yeah, good morning there. Good afternoon here. It uh, it feels like morning. It was a real late night for this game, and <laughs> it uh, it felt like a Super Bowl. There were helicopters swirling above, and uh, you know, TV shows do you know the national morning shows were all doing uh, their sets at Gillette Stadium and. And you had a lot of people rooting for Tom Brady, even though he's on the other team. Yeah. So uh, it was a, a crazy night in Foxborough, and I thought the game was actually pretty entertaining and for the most part lived up to the hype.
3: Yeah, so you thought it lived up to the hype with Tom Brady. I know he, there was a lot of Brady chanting at the start of the match, but when as soon as the whistle went, there was a lot of booing as well.
1: Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, tons of cheers for Brady before the game, which is what I uh, expected, and then... Once the game started, the New England fans said, we're going to boo you. You're, you're the visitor now. You're the enemy. And it wasn't, uh, you know, the, the angriest booze by any stretch, but uh, I thought they, they did a good job of letting Brady hear it all night. And Brady was pretty frustrated, uh, not with the booing, yeah. but just by Bill Belichick's defense. Uh, the Patriots did a good job of, of slowing down the Bucs. Uh, Tom Brady only completed 51% of his passes. It was his lowest completion percentage, I think, since 2019. So um, the Bucks came into the game ranked number one in the league in scoring, and the Patriots did a pretty good job of slowing them down.
3: Do, do you reckon with the build-up and the hype surrounding the return, as ESPN called it, do you reckon the build-up got to Tom and he was a little bit nervous and a little bit apprehensive that might affect affected his game?
1: I, I do think the emotions maybe got the better of him a little bit. He probably wanted to come into the game wanting to put on a show, and, and you could tell he was pretty frustrated <laughs> with the way things were going last night. Uh, I remember the Bucks kicked a go-ahead field goal in the fourth quarter, and I was just watching Brady the whole time on the bench, and he barely moved a muscle, just no reaction. More, probably more relief and frustration uh, than, than truly feeling success. It, my my impression of the game was that Brady came away with the, with the W. no question, you know that that's what's most important. But I thought Bill Belichick overall kind of won the game because, like I said, I, I thought the Patriots defense played very well. Um, the Patriots showed something you know, with their rookie quarterback, Mac Jones, again, he didn't mm. quite go uh, and out duel Tom Brady, but Mac, I thought, Showed great poise on the national stage and, and um, was not backing down from Tom Brady by any stretch. And I think the Patriots have to feel good about the direction the team is headed. In right now, where the Bucks have a lot of injuries and, and they're struggling a little bit. And, and so I, I just, even though the Bucks won the game, I thought the Patriots uh, still feel should feel maybe better about themselves coming out of that game.
3: Before we get to Matt Jones, I know Louie wants to talk about him. I want to ask you about Bill Dalachick and Tom Brady. Look, the relationship. Is it a good relationship? I saw the hug post-match, and it was a bit awkward. Let's be honest. It was was probably the quickest hug I've ever seen in (laughs) in the world. Uh, What is the relationship like with those two?
1: So it was a very brief hug on the field, but that was on purpose. Um, Uh so Belichick told Brady before the game that they were going to actually meet up and catch up in the locker room afterwards. And Belichick went into the Buccaneers locker room after the game and was in there for almost 25 minutes, uh, having a nice long talk with Tom Brady, and catching up with him. So, um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, uh, you know, the relationship is not great. I I definitely think that for a long time, uh, the last few years, Brady did not feel appreciated by Belichick, and there was, uh, you know, some some bad feelings on both sides. At the same time, it's it's now been long enough. I think distance has has made each maybe gain a different perspective over the, the relationship. And like I said, they spent nearly twenty five minutes catching up last night. Uh, um, so, you know, look, it is what it is. Brady's in Tampa Bay. He's not finishing his career with the Patriots. That's because he wanted to play for someone else and was kind of tired of being coached by Bill Belichick. But he still, I think, has a tremendous amount of respect for everything that Belichick meant, has meant for him in his career.
2: We've got Ben Volan on the line right now. He's a senior NFL writer at the Boston Globe. We've got a couple of ticks here, double A, double three, get them coming through. We'll, we'll put them to Ben before we let him go. But Bill Belichick, he's one of the real enigmas in American sport, isn't he? I think he's probably quite misunderstood. Ben, what does he think about Mac Jones, his new guy? Because he seemed to stand up last night, and he, he really uh, he, he really went toe-to-toe with Brady, and he didn't seem out you know overawed by the occasion at all, as far as we could tell on television.
1: No, certainly not, and I think of all the rookie quarterbacks, Mac Jones, there are five starting right now, and I think Mac Jones has uh, been the best one so far, just showing good poise and toughness. Not as consistent as you need him to be on a drive-by-drive basis. The, the Patriots you know, they still only scored 17 points last night. You hold Tom Brady and the Bucs to 19, you should win that game. So they need to score more mm-hmm. points. And they couldn't get it done at, at the end of the game, but they love Mac's toughness. He took a lot of hits he's taken a lot of hits in the first four games of the season. Teams are really blitzing him, trying to get after the rookie. And he's handling it very well. He pops right back up. He doesn't let it affect him. Taking a lot of sacks and, and hits so far. But he's doing a great job. And he, he does a good job of kind of scanning the field and, and putting the ball where it needs to be. He's completing 70% of his passes this year. That's seventh best mm-hmm. among all quarterbacks so far. So uh, Belichick has just been very pleased with max's toughness, his poise, and his work ethic. He, he's been putting in the hours and uh, has really been grinding away. And and even though he's a first round pick, certainly has not been acting like anything is owed to him. Um, I think Belichick wanted to go into the year with Cam Newton as, as his veteran starting quarterback. But I think Mac Jones just really impressed them during training camp. And they said, why delay the inevitable? Let's, let's put the kid in now. You know, you only, your your only worry is that he he takes too many hits and you've got to keep him safe Mm -hmm. and healthy throughout a 17 game season. But so far, Mac Jones is, is doing pretty well, and even though the record's only one and three, the way they're playing and the way he, he showed improvement last night, you've got to think that some wins are coming soon for the Patriots.
3: Mm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Hey, we've got a text message here from Jimmy in Christchurch. This year he says, should Big Ben, Big Ben for the Steelers, should Big Ben retire for the Steelers? As a Steelers fan, he is very frustrating. What's your take? Yeah, he looks cooked. He's
1: thirty-nine <laughs> years old, and you know, there there was a lot of talk coming into training camp about how he's in great shape and this and that. But he just he looks like he doesn't quite have it anymore. Um, hmm. You know, most quarterbacks aren't Tom Brady when they get to thirty-nine years old. That's when they start to show some real decline. And the Steelers, you know, uh, it, it'd be foolish to count them out. They they've been so good for yeah. so long under Ben and Mike Tomlin that. I think they still deserve some benefit of the doubt. But this does look like kind of a rebuilding year for the Steelers. they not prepared for the future at quarterback. They pretty much had to bring Big Ben back this year because they didn't have another quarterback waiting in the wing. So they, that's going to be the number one priority for them this offseason is either signing someone or drafting a quarterback in the first round because Ben Roethlisberger certainly does look cooked right now.
3: All right, so Ben Roethlisberger, he doesn't look good. There you go, Jimmy. That's the goal from Ben Bolan over in the Boston Globe. Um, what about the rest of the league? The rest of the league. I know I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. Uh, San Darnold, they're three and one, which I've never thought, I never saw coming. But they're they're going okay. Arizona Cardinals are four and zero. Oh. Who's who's leading the way for you?
1: I can't believe I'm speaking to a Carolina Panthers fan in New England. That, <laughs> that seems fairly incredible. <laughs> <laughs> of all the teams to pick, the Carolina Panthers. Um,
3: Cam Newton. Cam Newton, sure buddy. And Greg Olsen, sure, my favorite. Sure there's
1: a good story there. <laughs>
3: there is. Um, there is.
1: Yeah, the, the, the Cardinals look great right now. Kyler Murray is playing like an MVP. He leads the league with 76% completion percentage, which is very good. And he's averaging nine and a half yards per attempt, which is number two in the league. So he's completing a lot of passes and he's pushing the ball downfield. I believe he leads the NFL also in, in completions over 25 yards. So he's running around like a dynamo, and he, he's playing great. The defense has been solid, very well-balanced team. That was a big win against the Rams yesterday in Los Angeles. Very impressed by the Cardinals so far. They have a very difficult schedule coming up. Uh, seems like every good team in the NFL is going to face them over the next seven weeks. So they're going to be tested, mm-hmm. but I think the Cardinals are built to last the Panthers, to me, they they kind of ran out of steam. I felt like they were due for a loss. Uh, Christian McCaffrey hurt. They lost their first-round pick, J.C. Horn, the cornerback. Um, they're also with without a couple other pieces on defense yesterday. And they faced a the very good Dallas Cowboys team, who now has won three in a row. And you know they, mm. they lost by two points on opening night to Tom Brady. And they're they're that much away from being four and zero and undefeated right now. That Dak Prescott's having a great year. Uh, they've run for 600 yards rushing in their last three games. So Zeke Elliott and the rushing game are really doing a great job. So the Cowboys are coming on strong, and they look like they're going to be uh, a real contender in the NFC.
2: Uh, there's so much going on at the moment, isn't there, Ben? And, and look, I know this isn't your domain, but we have to ask you because Boston is one of the great sporting cities in the world, you know? I, I truly believe that, you know, London, <laughs> Melbourne, uh, Christchurch, of course. Um, but but, but the, the Red Sox and Yankees, you, you've got a, a wild card game in Boston, is it tomorrow? And, and just with the anxiety of Tom Brady coming back into town and now you get a, a Yankees-Red Sox do-or-die wildcard game, is the city coping?
1: Yeah, well, I, I was lamenting with my boss that there's just too much going on right now. I mean, the, the Tom Brady <laughs> game is big enough in and of itself and the Red Sox and their playoff push and now the one game against the Yankees that's big enough. And and unfortunately we have it all kind of intersecting at the same time. But yeah, I mean, you know, the Red Sox Yankees rivalry isn't quite what it used to be. Just, I don't know, baseball has, has not remained, uh, you know, uh, football has clearly overtaken baseball as Mm. kind of America's pastime and and everyone, uh, the Red Sox are obviously still very big in Boston, but it's a, it's a Patriots town. So, you know, the Patriots dominate the conversation, but yeah, everyone's going to be tuned in one-game playoff, Red Sox-Yankees. As far as Major League Baseball goes, it definitely doesn't get any better than that.
2: Wow, I think it might be the first time on New Zealand radio tomorrow we might go back-to-back Boston Globe uh, correspondence or Boston hits, so it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's a good time for Boston sports as far as representation down under. Hey, thanks so much for your time, Ben. We really appreciate it. The NFL, it's a, yeah, it's got a big fan base down here because it's a great sport. We were just saying it, it does such a good job of putting the show on, and that's what we love about it, so appreciate your time.
1: All right, thank you so much.
2: No worries. That's Thank you, mate. Ben Volan out of the Boston Globe. He is a senior NFL reporter, and he's a good dude, is he? That was great.
3: That was great, mate. Great. Very insightful from him, not only with the, um, the New England Patriots, but with other teams as well. Uh, Kyla Murray, the Dallas Cowboys. And if you have Sky Sport now, make sure you watch Hard Knocks. They're on the Dallas Cowboys, and it's actually an interesting watch. Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Jerry Jones, the owner. It's a wonderful watch, so make sure you watch that on uh, Hard Knocks, it's really it's awesome. And Jimmy from
2: Christchurch um, Ben Rothsberger is quote unquote cooked. <laughs> so there you go you had your question answered in no uncertain terms. Morning boys, Josh Lord's bolter selection has reignited the dream. I'm fit, fast, hard as nails and ready for the call cool for Fozzy I'm sure he won't discriminate on age that's illegal these days. I'm only 60 years young. The dreams are alive. That's PJ and Tamuka. Temu- We're talking about All Black's bolters and PJ reckons he's. The next one in line, Josh Lord, the youngster from the NACI, getting a call up. Who are your great all black bolters throughout the years? We want, we want some nominations as we read them throughout the morning, but we're also going to talk fullback play. We might go have a little bit of a bomb squad here from one bomb squad member to a new version, a new member of the bomb squad, Geordie Barrett. Is he on Geordie Barrett? Coming up very shortly on Baznazi for breakfast. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings
3: every day. It's time to talk a bit of cricket, thanks to Razine, the Paint Kiwis Trust, because while some of the backpacks will just be starting to get out of MIQ following their hurried departure from Pakistan, others are boarding the Big Bird, head back to the UAE to prepare for the T20 World Cup. Actually, one player, that is Devon Conway, who along with some coaching and support staff are heading off to join the IPL contingent and other players who've stayed in the Northern Hemisphere through our winter. Devin is on the line. Good afternoon, Devin. How are you?
4: I'm good, thanks. How are you doing?
3: Good, thanks, mate. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Um, I know you're just about to join the Big Bird. You're at Auckland Airport at the moment. How are you feeling? How are you been, mate?
4: Yeah, no no complaints from my side. I'm, you know, very excited. I think, um, you know, it's the day where we depart, so it's always an exciting time for a player, you know, looking forward to the adventures that are about to start. So, um, yeah, we're safe and sound at Auckland. We're flying out this evening at 6pm, so uh, we've got a bit of waiting to go, but, yeah, very excited. So I'm um, looking forward to it. Hey, you've
3: had a bit of time at home uh, over the last couple of months. Uh, have, have you been keeping up the cricket, the training, and, and what have you been doing just to keep it active, keep the skills up?
4: Yes. yeah. So um, yeah, I was uh, I was in lockdown as everyone else was, and um, yeah. wasn't wasn't able to do much during that period. But that was a nice time for me to sort of just unwind and sort of get away from the game a little bit. Um, And then, yeah, just got into um, a fitness sort of routine with the uh, fitness Mm. trainer who was sending through programs that I had to try and fulfill. So um, I did quite a lot of that. And then I was just recovering from um, a bit of an injured finger. So um, it allowed me that time just to get that sorted. And, um, yeah, the last couple of weeks I've been training with um, the local Wellington Fibers team and um, starting our preparations for the World Cup ahead. Nice, mate.
3: Nice, mate. Good to see you're keeping busy because with you and the team I, I, I get a sense of a feeling that a lot of Kiwis be very very happy mate. we're going to talk about your form and the way you've been able to transition into New Zealand cricket you've got an amazing stats ODI you're averaging over 75 Tess over 63 T20 around 60 runs per game mate. like unbelievable let's talk about your form and your game you're playing some amazing cricket you must be pretty happy
4: yeah, cheers, and no, I appreciate the kind words. Is he? Um, yeah, it's been it's been quite a rollercoaster coaster a ride for me. Um, you know, just firstly getting the opportunity to to play for the Black Caps in all three formats has been a real blessing in itself. So um, yeah, it's been great to get those opportunities, and um, it's also always nice, you know, just to contribute whenever you can. So um, hopefully that form can continue, and um, it can lead to more success as a team.
3: Mate, I've got to ask, like, how the hell does South Africa let you go? Like, us like, be honest. How do you, how did they uh, let you go from South Africa, mate? With the talent you have brought to New Zealand? <laughs> I just baffles
4: yeah. me. Oh, Izzy, that was a long time ago. To be fair, um, you know it's it's quite hard to reflect on what happened yeah. over four years ago. But I think um, you know just sort of getting the opportunity to come live in New Zealand has been has been awesome in itself. Um, yeah, I think it's just one of those things. You know, I um, personally probably didn't do as quite as I. Uh, I probably didn't do well as as much as I'd like to when I was in South Africa. Um, That's probably putting it bluntly. And um, yeah, I've just, you know, come over to New Zealand and I've sort of adopted a new mindset in in the way I want to play my game and go out there, play with more freedom, um, just enjoy my cricket more and, um, you know, just see what happens, you know, and just not think about it too much. So um, yeah, I've been pretty fortunate with the way things have gone for me here in New Zealand.
3: So that's the magic formula, right? Just come over to New Zealand, get some sunshine, get some nice food and you're away.
4: Exactly. And just sort of embrace the culture and, and everything that goes with it. So, um, you know, it's, it's like the is watching you guys go out there with flair and um, expressing yourself in the field and just really enjoying it. I think, you know, it, it translates into a lot of the players' performance. So that's pretty much the mindset and the way I want to go about things pretty much similar to that.
3: Nice, mate. well let's talk about the IPL Let's talk about the IPL, you're heading over 26th of October, you take on Pakistan in the first uh, IPL over there, how's the team squad looking, most of the boys are in the IPL well no, not the IPL, they're going over the T20 uh, World Cup, but most of the boys are in the IPL and they've been playing some extremely good cricket over there as well, talk about the, um, the World Cup, T20 um, you think the squad's got what it takes to go over there and, and win the trophy and, uh, and and get the job done?
4: Yeah, certainly. I think you know, we've got a very strong squad. Um, you know, all fifteen guys that are involved are um, you know pretty special players, and you know they've done well in the past. So um, there's no reason why we can't put up um, a real strong fight against you know Pakistan in that first game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've we can take a lot of success and momentum through how we've played here um, throughout our past home summer against you know some pretty strong outfits of you know Pakistan, West Indies, Australia, and Bangladesh, for that matter. So Um, Yeah, we we, we are very confident. We know 2020 can be a bit of an up and down game at times. But, you know, if we go out there and play with that freedom, express ourselves, um, I really do feel that we could put on um, quite a good performance and hopefully bring it home. So that will be very exciting.
3: A lot of squads all over the show. Have you still been um, getting those connections going with uh, Gary Seed and the coaches, Kane Williamson over in IPL? Have you still been keeping those connections live over the last couple of months?
4: Yeah, definitely. I think you know a lot of credit's got to go to the support staff. They do uh, check in with the players. Well, me personally, they have been checking in just to see how my fingers recovered and that sort of thing. Um, but then with the other players, it's, it's, we've got quite a good group group of guys. You know, there's a lot of care around, you know, so there's a lot of good support, especially, you know, like Kane Williamson played last night. Um, guys are watching over him, checking how he's doing. And, um, you know, guys like Kyle Jamison, Tim Southey, nice to see him getting a bit of a run in the IPL at the moment. And, and obviously Bolty doing his thing. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a good connection amongst the guys. The guys do stay in touch, but it will be really exciting to get out of that in room isolation after six days and just catching up with the guys in person. I think it'll be very exciting for that, for that to all unfold and we're looking forward to it.
3: Nice. Hey? Well, we know you're good with the bat. We ever see you rolling the arm over or what? Um,
4: and you know, a funny story, <laughs> um, I used to bowl back in the day, but I think I might've developed the yips. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really bowl all that much and I don't quite show my intention in the nets when they need help around the bowling side of things. So um, maybe there might be an opportunity for me to take the gloves, um, but hopefully Tommy Saifert will be able to cover that role. And um, yeah, who knows, maybe there will be a wicket that really really does turn and they might need a guy to sort of bowl. But who knows, maybe my opportunity might come and who who knows what happens from that.
3: Yeah, nice, mate. Well, you put in a hell of an effort with the bats. I'm not surprised you're tired by the time it comes fielding time, mate. you're probably getting most of the innings and, and all the innings I've been watching. Hey, um, I appreciate all your time that you've given us, mate. Travel well and we'll be watching with interest and go get the job done, mate. Appreciate it.
4: Thank you so much, Izzy. It's great to be on the show.
3: Well, the Northland Taniwhas are enjoying a couple of days off to start this week after knocking off the top of the table Waikato in the latest round of NPC piecing together one of the best performances of the season. Rennie Ranger was running right and the forwards were strong as they kept Waikato at bay in a grippling second half. Jordan Olsen is the skipper of the Tanifars and he's not out pig hunting with Rennie Ranger so he has joined us this morning. Good morning, Jordan. Morning, how are you going? I'm going well, mate. How are you? Back down to yeah, planet Earth after that hell of a win?
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as you said, we've got a couple of days off, so um, just enjoying uh, enjoying the time off and um, getting ready to, to to get back into it.
3: No, we've got to talk about that game. Waikato playing seven bucks at the tab. Raging hot favourites, Waikato. You made it look so easy, mate. What do you put that down to? Oh,
5: well, it's a couple of things i I think you know. Um, obviously, the occasion, you know, uh, Rene's um, mm. hundred uh, got the boys pretty excited to put on a good performance. You know, plenty of um, energy and excitement during the whole week, and and you know that that certainly helped. But also, you know, we we sort of go into every week um, with a with a good game plan and 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 mm. coming with a lot of confidence. You know, so you know, there's no. We don't go into any game thinking thinking we're going to lose, so we just had the yeah. right mindset and and you know expected to be able to put that performance out there and yeah it sort of all came together.
3: So it was 38-28. It wasn't just a, a uh you know close win. You actually dominated for that entire match. Players that stood uh, stood out. You know Sam Knock, Rennie Ranger playing his hundredth game for Northland, or you know, he's an absolute stalwart. He'll go down as one of the, the greats of Northland rugby. Welford's favourite son. Um, you know, tell us yeah, about Rennie, mate. Tell us about Rennie. What does he mean to the to the region?
5: Oh, uh, yeah, he's um he's he's true blue. You know, he, he bleeds blue more than um just as much as anyone else in the in the team. You know, and um, you yeah, know, he's he's had a obviously he's had a a lot of um history with the Tunny Fire and obviously gone away for a little bit, but he's always come back and, and he's just as keen as ever. You know, he's he, he amazes us with, you know, how he how he can still perform at at, at the high level and he's uh he's a bit of a freak in that sense. But um yeah, I don't know what it is. He just keeps going and, and as you see on the weekend he he had a pretty bloody good game to to sort of pick the boys up, so yeah, he just keeps going, and and he's he's as I say, he um, bleeds blue. You know, he's all about the tummies,
3: mate. What about this season? this season, there's so much so much uncertainty. You've got the week off, post this week you, we don't know. I've I've just checked the schedule. There's no games up, so it's like, how do you plan and 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 what are you doing this week to to plan for potentially the unknown?
5: Yeah, it's um it's a bit of a crazy one, eh? The, you know. <laughs> It is uh trying to spin out in the works with all COVID. So, um I suppose we we just have to try, um, you know, we plan for best case scenario. Um, you know, and, and just on on those weeks off and, and and when we're in lockdown, you know, you just have to keep motivated and and think that, um, you know, if if you're not training or or you know, keeping fit, and you're falling behind. So it's it's a hard one, definitely. But mm. I think, um, yeah, we just keep thinking best case scenario. We're still playing footy, and mm. and don't want to give anybody else a, a head start over us. So we just, yeah, keep moving forward.
2: Hey, Jordan, as a skipper, you get pretty used to giving um, kind of pre- and post-match speeches, obviously. You guys are in a form slump, but not you didn't have many green ticks on the board going into that game against Waikato, and you spoke about the occasion for Rene getting up around that. What can you kind of take from that and use then to motivate your team into the next game where you don't have a milestone occasion and you can reflect back and say, well, we still did this, how do we do that again? Have you thought much about that?
5: Yeah.
6: Yeah, I think um,
5: it, it's a funny one because, you know, we came into the season um, pretty confident. You know, obviously last year we um, made it to the final for the first time in, in a while and mm. always, always had a good season last year and sort of had a pretty similar team, pretty similar squad coming into this season. And, you know, was a couple a couple of injuries and a couple, you know, performances that probably weren't there you know, to to kick the season off. But um, I think, you know, we always knew we still have the potential to, to put together a performance like what we did on the weekend. You know, there's, it's, it's only the little details that we were missing in those first few games, you know, and, it, you know, the scores might not reflect that, but we were, we were not too far off where we needed to be. So, you know, it was a couple little changes and couple of little changes in the attitude especially that, um, you know, really picked us up this uh, last couple of weeks and I suppose like you say we just have to make sure that we don't need an, an occasion or a milestone to, to get that excitement and that energy um, back in the squad. You know, we can mm. try and um, get that, that excitement back every week, you know, and, which I think is um, something that we'll just find it
3: that much easier now that we've got that, <laughs> that first win under our belt. Yeah, nice, nice, mate. Hey, we're talking to Jordan Olsen. He is the captain of the mighty Fars way up north in Whangarei. If you're listening on 92.4 FM, give us a text on double eight double three, and we'll get that to Jordan Olsen. Oh, tell us, mate, how's Whangarei? How's Whangarei way up north? Way up there, you guys doing it all right?
5: Yeah, beautiful, mate. Beautiful winterless north, <laughs> No, it's um yeah, it's all good for the um yeah, good place to be in lockdown really over the <laughs> over the lockdown and um coming into uh coming into our training, we um got to finally uh get into our new facility up here, new training facility yeah. up here. So yeah, it's all all looking good for Tani's up here, mate. It's uh yeah, real good.
3: That's where all the money is, mate. Hey, I just want to ask you we've got a bears and Izzy yeah. for breakfast segment. Uh, we've got a cookbook coming out. We talk about white bait. We talk about power fritters, powers. Are you a bit of a diver and are you a bit of an outdoorsman? Do you go out and get some, get some pine no, wine and go hunting?
5: Um, <laughs> nah, I'm not too much uh, into that. Oh, I mean, I'll chuck my line out uh, every now and then, but <laughs> I sort of leave that up to the guys like Rooster and, and, and all the. Uh, there's a lot of. There's a lot of boys that like to get out on the boat up here and and um, get out into the bush, so I just scab off of them when I need a feed. <laughs>
3: yeah, you,
2: you <laughs> probably... Um, I was going to ask you, Jordan, like, with the lockdown, obviously, like, Northland's an area that depends on tourism and you, you kind of want the visitors coming up from Auckland, but at the same time I was thinking about that, I was like, but you actually probably don't. You're probably you probably got to have that you can't have the, the blow-ins coming up and taking your Kaimoana and all that stuff.
5: Yeah, nice and peaceful up here at, at, at that time. You
6: know, it's good go to the
3: beaches and they're empty. And apart from the odd Aucklander that snuck their way up there, it's, um, <laughs> it's pretty good yeah. oh, knock on them, bud. Knock, knock on them like everyone else. <laughs> do your do your thing for New Zealand, yeah. bud. Hey, um, yeah, yeah. hey, thanks so much for joining us, man. And uh, really appreciate your time. Uh, go well, whatever the season looks for you. Uh, I know you got a yeah, lot, yeah. lot of unknown, but enjoy the week off. And well done last Friday. Awesome. Oh yes, quickly, yes, quickly, 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 quickly yep. quickly before you go, we've got a, just a late text message. George Cornier, how's the new coach?
5: George, George, yeah, George is going good, eh? He's um yeah, he's a uh, he, he works bloody hard, eh, for the for the team and, and um mm. does a lot of you know, does a lot of work in, in um setting us up for the week, you know, and and it's pretty good works well with uh you know the leaders and the team you know it's not um yeah. it's a it's a real team effort you know' it's, uh is easy to easy to work with you know being captain and and also yeah we um we often have good conversations at the start of the week and come up with good plans and and yeah so i think that collaboration between the players and the coaches is, uh, is key and that, and that works well for us
3: Nice, mate. Well, we've got a late text from a Colin. Colin's a Tunney fan. He says, is Tom Robinson going to play at all this season and maybe Jack Goodhue? <laughs> oh, I don't know
5: if I can... I don't know. <laughs> that, that, Tom Robinson, Spill the yeah, beans, Buzz. Coming, coming back from a head knock. So I don't actually know if he's allowed to play or not. Um, I know, I sure as hell know he wants to be out there. Um, but, yeah, it <laughs> might be um, up to the dock more more so than them whether or not you can make it back but yeah I'm not actually sure about um, Tom and 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 Jack for that matter I'm not too sure either I'm uh, kept out of the loop on that one
3: (laughs) yeah there you go that's a that's a great captain's answer, just beating around the bush. <laughs> Didn't want to spill the beans, mate. We love announcements on the Bears and Izzy for breakfast. We love to be the first to know everything, and you've given us nothing. Thanks very much. <laughs> uh, no nah, Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Jordan Olsen, Northern and Fires, captain. Appreciate it. All the best, mate. Okay. Cheers,
4: fellas.
2: No worries. Cheers, that's good stuff from Jordan, straight down the line, enjoying the winterless north with, um. although he did say one or two Aucklanders have made it up, we could have got the gravy there, we could have broken some news, dobbed them into Prime Minister.
3: <laughs> oh mate, I'm pretty sure they're not the only ones that have got out of Auckland, there'll be plenty around the country that didn't get caught, like the couple that got annihilated on the front page, but anyway, Northland mate, it's a nice place Whangare, it's middle of nowhere. Like way out Is it north. Trudy Trudy you're from north. You're
0: born in Australia But moved to Whangarei When I was 10 And um, was just quite a shock oh. To move from the Sunshine Coast To Whangarei But it was awesome Are you a Tani's you know? fan? True. Yeah huge well, it Was Cambridge Blues cheerleader So yeah of course Is that true? So that's how you got into radio mm. Yeah I became I was a dancer Jazz ballet And they came to the club And said we're looking for cheerleaders For the Carmo Rugby Club
2: Sure. And then, which is
0: Ian Jones and all those fellas. And then we put on the black and white thing, and they loved us so much. They said, can you do it for North Auckland, which is now Northland, North Auckland. We had little Cambridge blue sweatshirts, and sponsored by the local radio station, who then offered me a job answering phones over the school holidays. And here I am. Nice.
4: (laughs) Nice, true. No broadcasting school for me
0: either, he? Oh, (laughs) we're on the same
3: team, but you're... Your voice is just so perfect though. Anyway. Oh, um, Training. What about have you travelled around the north? Like love I've it. never been past Whangarei. I'd love to travel around oh, Kaipara, and Russell.
0: Hawkeyunga Harbour, Russell, the Bav Islands. Mm. Oh, just amazing. Yeah. Right to the top. You've got to do it. Take the family, take the family, go, take Daisy and the kids.
2: Oh, hard agree. Actually, Izzy. Every every summer <laughs> we go camping at Uratiti and we go what we go <gasps> it's to Nudie
0: Beach. No, this
2: there's, there's a dock campsite, and <laughs> there's that one down there. <laughs> ah, yeah, hey, no, it's, it's it's kinda like really. It's kind of like, um, you know, yeah, yeah, Beach. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just so it's just south of Ruakaka, and they have the, Rua, the race course. and the Ruakaka Racecourse, which is New Zealand's most beautiful racecourse, right on the ocean. Right yeah. on the ocean, and they have a meet every uh, somewhere about. That's where I met Trudy. <laughs> she was cheerleading at the races. Um, <laughs> no, she wasn't. She was there uh, drinking and, and punting like the rest of us. Um, <laughs> anyway, so it's a great time. We have to go up there to Ruakaka races. Great stuff. to have George. On the program, lucky we got Mark Giffkins coming up because apparently Izzy needs a geography lesson. If the text machine's anything to go by, Izzy, they've come oh, for you. No, the
3: Texas, the Texas machine. Sorry, Zane, it's the text machine. Sorry, Zane, it's the text machine. And I apologise. Gore is by Invercargill. Gore is by Invercargill. So they're listening on twelve twenty-four am in Gore. Anyway, Mark Giffkins will be able to share some insights on how I was as a student, and well, good luck to me. Mark Giffkins is on the line. He is the chairman for Hawke's Bay, Ross Shield, and that wonderful tournament I've been pumping up all week. Good morning, Mark.
6: Good morning, Izzy. How are you going, matey?
3: Oh, I'm going well, mate. I'm going well. No, you just be you just be nice on this show, all right, mate? Don't throw me under the bus. I'm getting thrown under the bus. It's with left, right and centre on here.
6: <laughs> Why would they be doing that to you, matey? That's a, that's a huge surprise to me, that anyone would ever <laughs> consider doing something like that to you. Eh? Yeah, mate. Don't worry, I'll give such, it back. I'll such, give it back. I'll give it back the Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I'm sitting here. I've, I've got two programs, mate. One's from 2000 and one's from 2001 for the uh, Ross Shield mate, where you, when you played for them. <laughs> yes, things yes. That's
3: a good, good memory. Yeah,
6: tell, me, uh, yeah, tell me in 2000, Form 1, uh, wearing number 2 jersey.
3: Was it a weight issue? I edition? played hooker. No, yeah. there wasn't a weight issue, there's a weight issue now, but there wasn't back then, there wasn't back <laughs> then um, yeah, no, I, I had, We had some big locks, we had some big locks, I think Matt Mullaney, he was playing lock and, and the big boys So we had a big, big squad, so I had to play hooker and yeah, that was very interesting to, for me I never hit one ruck, so it was something new and it was a very muddy occasion there at Nelson Park Which has been torn up now, so there's no Nelson Park yeah, these days yeah.
6: That's right. She was absolutely uh, a bogmire, wasn't it, for that whole tournament? Yes. Um, so, yeah, no interesting things that me. And I think you guys came away. You uh, drew with Napier for that particular tournament. Yes,
3: yes. Simon, now, he he was the captain in there. He we we lifted the shield. We drew with uh, Napier in that tournament, mate. Let's talk about this tournament. How's um how's this tournament shaping up? COVID aside, the challenges. You're pretty happy with how it's come come through.
6: Day one was absolutely sensational, mate. Uh, The rugby, uh, once again, quality was superb. Um, The coaches, managers, and all that, you know, presented their teams uh, brilliantly, um, and it was all on right from day one. um, You know, when you start that first day, everyone's equal. It's not all, and so there's no there's no hidden talents that that, uh, all of a sudden get exposed when uh, when the games. Get onto the pitch when the players all get onto the pitch. So we started off with a uh, good game uh, between uh, what have we got there? We had uh, Hastings West and Central Hawks Bay, and uh, we had Hastings West come out the winner there. They won fifteen Uh They yeah. they were a bit, it was close in the first half, but what you know one of the rules we have for junior rugby now is that uh, all players have to get a half a game. Now, in, in your days, I believe you, you played the full game. Uh, and I think you would have, I'm just looking here, 2001, you would have played every game. I don't think they would ever get you off the field. Uh, and I think you played in every position as well. As well, <laughs> and, and I think you took all the kicks, is that correct? Uh,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah, I was goal kicker too, you took played all number the kicks. eight.
6: <laughs> yeah, you played number eight, you took all the kicks, and you took all the penalty uh, oh. the taps as well. I don't think anyone in your team so actually got I'm to the, the ball. I'm the reason you bought this
3: rolling. Am I the reason you bought yeah. this rolling? Yeah, Poor kids. yeah to
6: basically, yeah
3: to, to basically give
6: it, yeah, to give all the other kids a chance to play, Romeo, mate, because uh, in two thousand one <laughs> no one else got on the field. I think you uh, dominated with all the points for the tournament as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I was uh refereeing at the time, so I remember it uh vividly. Uh especially oh. the um uh the Campisi, uh, step that you uh, brought into the tournament
3: at that stage. <laughs> I never
6: answered back,
3: did
6: I? No, 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 you never answered me back, uh, but you left me behind. One of the fears that referees have is that someone will score a try and the referee's still at the 22. Um, so uh, oh. that was one of my greatest fears when uh, I was refereeing uh, the game, and because uh, uh, of your explosive speed, mate, that I was going to get left on the uh, 22. <laughs> so I was always looking for a knock on or something I could pull you back on.
3: Oh mate, that's yeah. enough. That's enough for me. That's, that's enough, enough of me, that. But mate.
6: We'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll go to yeah. the, the highlight of the uh, day with game three. Natey versus uh, Hastings yes. uh, East. So that would have been interesting for you because uh, East, of course, is your uh, your team playing for them for two years. Uh, and napier yeah. you've got a nephew
3: playing. Yes, Gabriel Dihar. How did he yes. go?
6: Well, mate, what a kick! What a kicker! He has got a yeah. sweet boot. He, he, his boot is just amazing. So he, he uh, uh, took a couple of uh, conversion kicks and uh, nailed them beautifully right nice. right between the posts. Uh, it's just a sweet kick, you know, just, just not lovely, lovely action. Uh, most impressive. Uh, he, he played fullback in the first half, and then they moved into center in the second half where he was able to get a lot more ball and, and uh, power through. Mm. He's got an interesting running style. He runs with the ball in one hand.
3: Yeah, I've seen little clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: And, and his other hand sort of free there to do a bit of fending. So, yeah, it reminds me of his uh, uncle a bit. <laughs> tongue out. Yeah. He's got the tongue yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, but the tongue hanging out as well. Yeah. But I haven't seen the uh, uh, the goose step yet, so we won't wait and see if that comes into it later in the tournament.
3: All right, mate. Who's looking favourites for this, this wee tournament? And, and tell us, how important is this tournament? It's been around for a very, very long time.
6: Yeah, the tournament's been going since 1902, so uh, it's actually older than the Ramsworthy mm. Shield. So it's a, one that's fought with great passion here in, in, in the Hawks Bay. Mm. Um, and you know, day one we've got three teams. Uh, which, basically, if you win the game, it's around round robin, so uh, each team gets to play uh, all the teams during the week. And um, you get two for a win, one for a draw, and zero for um, not not being in the uh, first place. If you can, if I can say that. So uh, after day one we've got two teams with two points each and um i i'm but i thought napier you know even though they lost are still in a in a good strong position uh they They came through yeah. in the second half and and gave East a really good clash. So they'll be waiting in the tournament to see what's going to happen to the other teams and and hope that East gets beaten somewhere along the track. East, I was most impressed with their uh, ability to, uh, the, the back line, they were running straight, they were cutting through and, and moving the ball sweetly, so I think they were strong. Danny Vert, big boys, and uh, they mm-hmm. had a very, very good win in, in, uh, yesterday, so they could be it could be a first time that country schools could come through and, and have a bit of domination. So that, they've got a big clash today, so we'll uh, see, see how it all goes. And, of course, West uh, had a, a good win with their 50 mils, so you've got three teams. That are yes. now jockeying for position and uh, see what happens. But as I say, don't count Nate Me out yet.
3: No, don't count so, anyone yeah, out yeah. yet, mate. No, quick, quickly they quickly don't can, They go. can all change. But, yep. Quickly, before let go, sorry, Mr. G, as we used to call you back in the day. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, it, yeah Mr. How G? do we watch it? How do we watch it? How do we watch it? And, and where can we get updates uh, for schools?
6: Right, right. You can just go to the Sideline app. Uh, and we're, we're absolutely fortunate here that because of COVID, sideline apps come on board and they uh, provided a sponsorship. So they are uh, uh, putting all games on live. Uh, so if you go to the sideline app, you can sign up. It's only $9.95. You get all, well, you don't get 15 games now. You get 12. Um, but you get the rest of the week. You can sit and watch all the games live. Uh, great commentary by uh, Tom Blake and his son, Adam Blake. They're both doing the commentaries. Yes. Nice. Uh, and, nice. and absolutely brilliant. mm
3: Awesome, awesome. Well, there you go. Sideline app. I'm going to download that today and watch my mighty Hastings East as they go out there. And yes. Hopefully get yeah, the job well done. Really appreciate watching. you, Mr G. Really appreciate problem, appreciate lady. your time, Mr yeah. Giffkins. Um, yeah. Hopefully I'll catch up with you soon. I'm actually in Hawke's Bay on Saturday doing the Hawks Bay Magpies versus Tasman, so hopefully lock horns with you, bud. Oh, fantastic,
6: mate. Look forward to it. Uh, you take care and all the best, eh? Yep.
3: Yeah, thank you so much. You take care. <laughs>